0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and I am streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today, and I am super excited to have Matt Maywald on our podcast today. Uh, my brother was kind enough um, to introduce me to him. He is actually my um, brother's bodybuilding health and fitness coach. And I am super excited to have Matt on today. We're going to be discussing dad bods, which is a term I absolutely despise. And there's no reason we should ever have a dad bod. Um, And Matt's going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about something that's probably not very politically correct, but it's just truth. And I see it all the time in my practice. And I talk to people about it all the time. Um, Fat parents equal fat kids. So if you want your kids to be fat then you can be fat um, because that's what they do they follow you and it's and i i I can say this because I was guilty of this. Um, you know, over 10 years ago, I was 60 pounds heavier and, and obese. And guess what? I had an obese son also. Well, guess what? Now I turned that around and he didn't turn his life around until, until I turned mine around. And now my son is 20, almost 21 years old and he is fit as ever. He lifts six days a week. He weighs his food. He eats um. He eats very clean. And I can say that if I didn't turn my life around and I was obese, and and his mom and dad didn't change their lives, my son would probably still be fat. So um, that's what we're gonna be talking about. So Matt, without further ado, welcome to our show. Hey, Sean, thank you. So Matt, tell us, we're we're talking a little bit before uh, the show. We're talking a little bit about your backstory. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got into um, health and fitness.
1: So, like, I started, got into, like, weightlifting when I was about 12. I just, like, on the neighbor's back porch with some, like, broken weights. We started lifting weights, and there was, uh, it was a good release, you know. It was before I started playing sports, like, well, before I started playing, like, really contact sports, like football. And so, like, that was, like, my intro, like, into weights was, like, um, an outlet, you know. It was never about, like, trying to get, like, the most muscle and just get jacked. It was like, I just needed that outlet, that physical outlet. And that kind of grew um, and went on. Um, I, I was really advocate of weightlifting or myself, lifted a lot in high school um, and went on to play college football and stuff like that. Uh, but shortly after college, I got, I was like 20, just I turned 23. Um, I just had my twin sons. They were little, they were wake, a week old. Um, and I went into the hospital because I had like could trouble breathing. My head was swollen up like a big old watermelon. And I went in, got X-rays, and um, they diagnosed me with pneumonia. My ex-wife at the time went home, left. You know, said so they're going to admit me, and she needed to be able to take care of the twins. Um, but what ended up happening was about an hour later, the doctor came back and told me that um, that was not pneumonia that they threw up on the X-ray. That was a tumor. Um, they didn't know if it was malignant or benign at the time, uh, but I had to be admitted to surgery as soon as possible, and that was like about 12 hours later. So, like, I had like a, this huge kind of health scare for about 10 months. It was, ended up being cancerous. It was like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So, I went through all that chemotherapy, um, my own stem cell transplant, um, and so then that was like, you know, it was a, a huge like. Kind of setback, or well, not necessarily setback. to say, but like a, a like a, a big blow to somebody that's always been physically super healthy. You know, I never had any issues. I was super strong, um, so like I had to like figure out how to come back from that. You know.
0: Well, that, that's that's a very uh, inspiring story, Matt. And I mean, you are proof that you know you can um, thrive after some kind of diagnosis like that. And I got to think, too, that part of the reason that you're able to come through it so well is part of because you were healthy beforehand. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I do. I believe so. You know, I was like a a big, healthy guy, you know, and that was part of the reason why I was able to go through chemo. And I I didn't, I lost some weight, you know, like a lot of people do. Um, But then I actually ballooned back up from the other drugs, prednisone. So you know, I, I lost a lot of muscle, but I was young too. Again, like when somebody's very old and they have this, and they lose a lot, they'll lose a tremendous amount of weight, you know, and waste away, and they can, you know, that can be the end of them from that. Right. Um, but like really, for me, um, I for what I found in my journey through this, it was my sons and my daughter. So like them and having a bigger purpose and something to focus on, especially with the boys being, you know, fresh. A week old, and they had their (laughs) their episode of like this high risk pregnancy, which I had no idea even existed before. Then this thing called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Uh, So we went through like this huge, like ordeal with them, with like us in in surgery in utero. um, That we actually did a it was experimental at the time. And lucky enough, we were at one of the four places in the nation that did it. And that was, we were close enough to San Francisco and we had that done. Um, that's a whole nother story. But that having them um, and that purpose, you know, just kept my, it, it kept me preoccupied. I didn't have to, I didn't think about the uh, other option. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, you know, wasn't there.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. And, and um, you know, being a father myself, I mean, it really, puts a purpose in your life for sure. And speaking of your twin sons, let's um, just show this picture of them. Let me see if I can scroll that up a little bit. So you just posted this picture recently of of you and your, are those your twin sons I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, yeah, these are like tall as me now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right? It's interesting. So one of them is quite a bit taller than the other one.
1: It's It's all angles, brother. Like we're Wait, like is it old, really okay. Right. I'm just it's checking. Like, I know. It's like you twin myself.
0: Like, you know, Shane and I are pretty close in height. So
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they're the exact same height. They're identical twins. That the reason we know that is because of the, that whole deal ordeal they went through. That's how I found out. Even before they were born, they're identical.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, they yeah,
1: look pretty much. They're very much alike. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, So tell us about this photo and this um, Instagram post that you did. Um, It was very intriguing to me. I loved it. Um, You laid out some truths about that. Um, You know, how many kids nowadays with their father can take their shirts off and be seen in in a public post like that? That's kind of what you said in the post. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just um – Times have changed, and and you know it's been accepted bold to be, you know, heavier. But it's really like it's it, it's not healthy. You know, you're not living your best life. You know, fitness is uh, is something that we all enjoy. You know, and um, it, it there's so many benefits to it. Um, we're basically in that post. You know, talk about how like the parents, you're the leader of your kids. You know. You're the one showing them the path in life and, yep. and leading them. So, and also, too, like when your kids are little, where are they going to get the food from? They're going to get it from you. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into this stuff. You know, people have to get, like some of the, you know, economic factors. You know, people have, you know, sometimes they use that, people use that excuse, but you got to figure it out, right? And there's ways to figure things out to eat, you know, economically that are still nutritious, right? And what nutritious means is basically that foods have nutrients in them that are not just empty calories, you know. And that's kind of the problem, you know, is that people eat a lot of foods that have empty calories. You know, they're not. There's never nutrients in them. So then your body, it's looking for nutrients. It's gonna keep looking for those. So you're gonna keep having these hunger cravings and things like that. And generally, you know, typically most foods people are eating are prepackaged and you know carbohydrate and fat laden. So yeah. you know, you're combining combining two energy sources, um, and I, have along my journey as fitness coach and you know myself, I found that unless you're an ectomorph, which is a you know there's the three the three uh, somatotypes body types, you know ectomorph meaning someone that is very thin set burns calories you know eats the whole pizza doesn't gain an ounce loses a pound right everybody else like the heavy set people hate them right. Um, But those, you know, sorry, I got on the tangent there. Unless you're like, you know, an ectomorphic person and you're eating the bulk majority of regular foods that people are other eating too, like these processed foods, you're generally going to become obese. That's why. What? What's the percentage of obesity rate? Is it thirty something, forty something?
0: No, it's well. It depends on how you measure it, but it's well over fifty percent now you know, depending on how you measure it, whether you, whether you measure on BMI or, you know, body composition, which there's an argument about that, because as you know, you know, being a bodybuilder, even myself, if you look at BMI, you and I are both, you know, obese based on BMI. Yeah, um, yeah, you know,
1: BMI was set up what, like 1930 yeah. something,
0: 30, and, something. And, and so I think what we have to do is, I think what you have to do, honestly, Matt, is just like your, your post- um, Alluded to, I mean, just look around us. I mean, you know, go to the pool on a on a weekend in the summer, or go to a beach in 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 um, Miami, and you look around. Based on, you know, pictures from the '70s versus based on now, you know, half our population is obese. Um, yeah. You know, it's a it's an epidemic, and and
1: you can't be ignorant anymore. The thing is, you could basically eat. Regular type of food. People. The, the thing is, the food options back then were different, and yeah. they weren't as heavily laden with preservatives and other things like that. Um, I mean, I, I know people that come from other countries that eat the same foods that another country, South Africa, things like that, come over here and they gain twenty pounds, you know, and they're eating the same foods, and the foods are actually different. The the companies actually have different ingredients in the foods, you know. For, but the thing is, like, they didn't have there was more home cooked meals. There's a different generation time period in the yeah. world. You know, there's the fast pace. Um, there's the amount of seed oils in foods, you know, corn, uh, all the inflammatory stuff in foods. You know, these are like food items, really. Like, you know, a lot of people don't even really eat food. If you really like break it down and look at it, you know, who eats like just, you know, some steak and, uh, steak and sweet potato, some broccoli. You know, they're eating some type of processed meals generally, um, and they they don't understand even what's in them. You know what I mean? Like people right. are sold on all the marketing nowadays.
0: Well, and I think what and, and I think what we should focus on, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit, is um, real food. You know, back in the '70s, we were eating real food, and if you eat real steak, real chicken, real even real potatoes. I mean, all carbs get a bad rap, but you know, if you're eating a real baked potato, I think it's pretty tough to eat too much. You know, especially if you're eating the whole potato. Now, if you're eating, you know, French fries, you know, deep fried French fries, cut up potatoes out the skin, basically, then yeah, it's it's a little bit um, easier to overeat, and. Obesity is the real epidemic in America and it is the most dangerous thing you can do as an American. There is not a more dangerous thing to do than to be obese. Obesity related disease kills more Americans than anything and that's from cardiovascular disease, diabetes, all kinds of um, problems that obesity causes. not not to mention just just not feeling your, your best and, and your most optimal. And um, I think as, as um, parents, I think it is our, our duty to teach our kids how to eat right, how to exercise right, how to sleep right, how to just live a healthy life. So I appreciate you for coming out and talking about these things. What would you call a dad bot, Matt? Explain what a dad bot is.
1: Well, it's the you know there's the lack of muscle, there's the the belly hanging over your belt line, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and your sloping shoulders and like, you know, you you don't want to take your shirt off and it's it's like you're not proud of your physique really like really like when people like slap their belly on so I worked on this hard no you didn't and the thing is like too like besides like the dad bod you know physique is like one thing I really like try not to get so caught up on that I know I've done bodybuilding and all that crap. But it's like really, it's the focal point of like, it makes me do these certain things that are hard, you know, and I, I like the hard work about it as well. Um, I never really associate myself as a bodybuilder, so like the the besides the fact of the dad body, it's like hey, you know, you're gonna build self confidence, and by doing the hard things, you're gonna be fitter, healthier. If you have kids, you're gonna be able to do more things with them. Right. You know, do more. Hopefully, do more sports with them. Hopefully, you get them as active. Nobody wants their, nobody says, hey, I want my kid to be, you know, 50 pounds overweight on insulin and on fucking, you know, metformin and, and you know, on a high no. blood pressure medication um, and on a fuck, uh, sorry, my, pardon my French, uh, you know, what's what the other thing? Look, statin, you know, and yeah, those things course. are horrible for your body, right? And so, like, why, why would you do that to yourself? You know, and your kids are seeing that, and also too, if you're the parent of young kids, you're the one giving them the food, right? So like, if you're eating the donuts, they're eating the donuts, and it's a carnal pleasure, really. So like, it it gets back to like, hey, you know what? Stop eating the donut. Get up and do a thirty fucking minute walk in the morning. Drink thirty ounces of water. Walk thirty minutes. You know, eat like portion sizes of real food. Like, like we said, I guarantee you, you can't. I guarantee you. If, if you eat just real food, no butters, no sauces, no no bullshit, no nothing other, no olive oils, no oils, no oils, nothing like that. Just beef, rice, chicken, vegetables, sweet potatoes, potatoes. Eat as much as you can of those things. No added, no added bullshit. Right? You guarantee you'll
0: still lose weight. Like- well, here, absolutely. Here, here's what I tell people that are. I mean, that's the, the simplest diet of all. Is the carnivore diet, and and that means, and that means all red meat in in yeah. general, um, because I've never heard of anybody being allergic to red meat. Um, it's very anti, you know, non-inflammatory. Um, I and I just dare somebody. I dare anybody to eat if the, all they eat is is just plain red meat. I dare them to eat too much. No, I've, I've had a
1: couple friends, Close acquaintances that uh, have done it and they have phenomenal results. Um, and yeah. I have a little funny story. I was uh, down in Southern California on the vacation and I was walking on the beach and this really tall guy was walking his dog with his daughter. And I was like, man, that guy kind of looks familiar. As we get closer, I'm like, that guy looks real familiar. And as he walks up, I'm like, hey, are you uh, Dr. Sean Baker? And he's like, yes, I am. So I know the carnivore diet. Yeah. Yeah, one of the biggest, uh, you know, proponents of that. Yeah, really cool dude. Spend time spent a couple, you know, five ten minutes talking on the beach.
0: It's cool. Yeah, I had the pleasure of interviewing him on our podcast. Oh gosh, it would have been about three years ago. Yeah, um, he lives in Washington State now. He lives yeah. on the west side, and I, I don't usually get over there. But I'd like to. I'd like to, you know, actually meet him in person. Yeah, big. Big proponent of the carnivore diet. Everybody, yeah. look him up. Sean Baker um, was on Joe Rogan podcast probably six or seven years ago. He's been carnivore for over seven years now, and he's fifty-six years old. He's ripped. He's in great shape, best shape of his life. Um, I think another thing it talks, you know, that we can talk about Matt with that is that you know. You know, when I grew up in the '70s and '80s, red meat was vilified, and 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 it's still vilified now, to from traditional doctors, which are just who are just ignorant. Um, And, you know, I had a a doctor yesterday tell a guy that he should stop eating red meat, and you know, his wife asked me what I thought. I'm like, that that is just that's the most ignorant thing I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh,
1: If I had one thing only to eat for the rest of my life, it would be red meat. That's like me. Because it, it has the most nutrients. It's giving give it you everything you need. You're gonna be strong. You're gonna be you know vitality. You're gonna get everything you need. Um, I my base diet right now is you know sometimes I don't get it all in because of my schedule, my kids, and everything else and shit. And sometimes I just don't have the appetite. I just don't want to stop and eat. I'm just like I gotta get this other stuff done. Uh, is it's three pounds raw. It's, I cook it. You know, see. three pounds raw ninety six four beef a day. Like. Beef is where it's at, dude. Yeah, I don't care. Right. If, it's not, okay, yeah. if you eat a Burger King patty or a McDonald's patty, trans fats and shit, yeah, you're lowering testosterone, you're fucking your heart up, your cholesterol levels are all getting out of whack. If you're eating real beef, and you don't have to trip on it as long as it's not like some just crud. And the thing is, I eat lean beef. You know i I mean? The 96.4 Trader Joe's is one I go to because it's nationwide, and wherever I go, I can find it. You know? And so, like, the thing is, too, is like, you need saturated fats, you need it for your hormone, especially if you're natural, you know, you need it for hormone production, um, your you know, like cholesterol you need. People are always like, oh, tripping on their cholesterol. I'm like, okay, go have a cholesterol free diet, have a non-hormone environment in your body where you can't produce any hormones, and you feel like shit, right. you know? And, and the thing is like, common, okay. So I argued with my teacher in college in nutrition, and it wasn't like, it was because of the food gut pyramid. And I, you know, when we talked about protein intake, and we're talking about, you know, it's 0.8 grams per pound of body weight, or it was a kilo, it was a kilo. So it was like, I was supposed to be eating like 88 grams of protein. I told her I was like eating like 350, something like that, in ballpark. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, you know, and I wasn't trying to be a dick, but like, I was also like, yo, I'm 245 pound college football player kid. And I'm like, not fat, you know, yeah. like you're a 300 pound. I didn't say it, but I'm like, yo, you know, you're 300 pound, five foot two, nutrition teacher, preaching. I was like, so, what's our obesity rate risen since we instilled this new food guide, the new food pyramid? This she's like, oh, a, a tremendous amount. I'm like, okay, can we just stop then arguing about this right now? Like,
0: yeah, okay. well, and here's the thing, you know, in our society, a lot of times people that people are teaching nutrition. I mean, they're the worst role models. I mean, just like what you're talking about, but we see it in healthcare all the time. Registered dietitians, notoriously in hospital type systems. I mean, they are obese. And it's like, you want me to listen to what you've got to say? Look at you, I mean, seriously. I mean, and and we just gotta call those things out. You know, and it's not, it's not fat shaming. I mean, we're saying it because we love people. I mean, I don't want people to be obese. It is dangerous. It is unhealthy. Um, you know, but we have to really stop kicking the can down the road and just admit what's causing it. Um, it's, and, it's a lesser and, quality of life. Absolutely. It,
1: right. I've, been, I've been fatter. You know, I got sick and I was like, ballooned up to, you know, I know it's not like, insanity but like 265 for me and I was like fat because it was like lost all my muscle from the chemo and I was like trying to you know I got pictures and I look like a Michelin man and my face looks you know I can looks like I'm somewhere inside there yeah and it was suck to tie your shoes and it sucks to do get out of your car and it sucks to do a lot of things and like you know physical things and like he was like you know sex like yeah like that's another thing back to carnal pleasures like stop eating extra piece of pie do some, do some exercise, and just go on walk and then like hook up with your wife after you lose 20 pounds you know like shit because like you won't be wanting those things like you know what I mean like don't rely on this crap for your carnal pleasures like you know be fitter be healthier like have a better life have a better be a better parent because you're showing your kids like they're gonna be healthier you know what I mean Absolutely. My, kids, my kids I never forced anything on them I never had to and everyone's like, you guys need to eat. This. And the thing is, like, my kids are kind of, they're metabolically right now. They've got fast metabolisms, right? So the way that I look at food, I look at food as there's not clean or dirty. Like, people are like clean, dirty. It's like, it's processed or unprocessed, Yeah. you know? And to the, you know, magnitude, it can be more processed. And basically, that means, like, saying something like rice. Like regular rice, you cook rice and you eat it, right? And then you can break it down a little way to creamer rice, you know. And so the assimilation rate would be assumed to be faster through the gut because it's mechanically broken down more already, right? So there's to digest things like that. So, like with my boys, they eat a lot of different things that people wouldn't say are necessarily healthy, but they also need those extra calories because they're trying to gain a certain amount of mass. And and yeah, so it comes back to getting the nutrients in, but then also getting in. The additional calories, enough, enough calories,
0: right? Well, right. let's so, Yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, kind of like going back to like the beef, and we were talking about that. Like, I don't only just eat beef because of like, oh, it's the you know, it's a protein, I digest it so damn well. Like, I processed beef and rice so well, I don't have any issues, my stomach doesn't hurt. You know, now I'm like 40 years old, I've had like a bunch of like you start getting stomach issues. like as you go through prep chicken gives me fucking heartburn, like you wouldn't believe. I don't know why. You know? And so like I just it digest it well. It makes if I can just my whole like day runs better because yeah. of that food choices,
0: you know. Absolutely. And let's let's talk about you you kind of alluded to a little bit with our with our society and and you know, maybe the economy of food and and, and often we talk about um how it's so expensive to eat healthy, and it's it's less ex, it's a lot cheaper to um, eat processed junk food, and I I don't buy it I don't buy it whatsoever, and I've done many many videos on this to show the pricing of you know eating at McDonald's versus you know eating broccoli potatoes and 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 a chicken breast that that is way more nutritious and less expensive, and. You know, anymore with fast food, Let, let's face it. I mean, you know, McDonald's burger is, I don't know, four bucks or something, but nobody orders just a burger. You know, they, they usually get out of there with a supersized meal and they're spending 12 bucks for fast food. Well, you're talking about ground beef and rice. You're talking about a few dollars of food with ground beef and rice, correct?
1: Yeah, the thing is, it's the prep, you know? Yeah, oh, oh for sure, absolutely, it takes- It's time. You know, I get it. Like, I get it, people. Like, I've been there, you know, been dad, like, been been in a relationship, you know, had a significant other, had kids, you know, too, as well. Been, like, by myself, by myself, uh, by by myself, with my kids, you know, as I'm now. And there's a lot of prep, so you make the shit easy as possible. Like I said, I cook, I do, I have a big skillet. I cook three pounds of ground beef in one skillet at one time. Takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I buy the Trader Joe's microwavable jasmine rice packs. Because I can microwave them and then I can split them in halves or I can eat them, yep. depending on what my carbohydrate intake or at the time intake is at the time. Simple. I know it's 80 grams of carbs in the bag. I can split up however I want. You know, I keep my stuff so simple I don't have to think about it because I don't. The life is complicated and you're gonna have all these moving pieces, right? Especially if you're kids, you're gonna have a lot more moving pieces. And the less moving pieces you can have in your nutrition, to where you're fueling your vehicle, that's like the people don't fucking understand, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna spend a bunch of money on a nice car, right? And you're gonna take care of that son of a bitch, and you're gonna make sure the oil's changed, and you're gonna make makes sure tires rotated, yeah. and you're gonna, you know, right? And you're parking the garage, you know. But you can always trade that thing in, and you can always get another one, and it doesn't, it's not linked to you, you know, right? But your body is, and it's, this what you're driving around. It's always oh so like, right. So like, you find you don't have to get complicated. People think like, you know. If you make food a fuel source, it doesn't mean that it's shitty. I love the way my food tastes. I season it, you know, well, I, I tell my clients, you know, we're going to make your food taste good. Obviously, we're not going to put a bunch of barbecue sauce and other stuff that adds calories, you know, we're very specific on that. But anything that we can add spices, seasonings, things like that, yeah. hot sauces that are very low calorie to no calorie, yes, we're going to add those things to make your food like you look forward to those meals. I look forward to my meals. I would rather eat my meals and go out and eat more most meals because I don't know what I'm going to get. Unless places, you know, and like eight, nine times out of ten, I'd rather eat my meal than go up to a
0: meal I ate out, right? And so well, like I think one thing too, Matt, as we as we start to eat healthier, I think your palate changes. I mean, still, the, the favorite food of uh, that'll probably be for the rest of my life is is a ribeye. Um, you know, I I'm not a big fan of lean meat. I, I like the fat. And um, you know, as long as I, I can burn those calories, I'm okay with that. Um, but I look forward to eating a ribeye. I mean, and, and if you, you don't need a lot of barbecue sauce and stuff like that on a good ribeye, if you cook it right, um, and you're just looking for that kind of satisfaction, you're not looking for that sugar high.
1: Right, because you're getting the fat. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, sure. And I'm sure you're putting a little salt on it, so you get that salted fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. the protein, because like you know, those are the things that are rare to find in nature, right? And that's why your brain, you know, people's brains are programmed to go find sweet, salty, fat, right? Because those weren't very common if you're a hunter gatherer back to that that point in time, right? And so you know, you have to train your brain like to be like, yo, I'm not gonna just you know, like I love Zig Ziglar. You know that is, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So if people don't know, you gotta go look up some get some zig in your life. But like he said, you know, I chose to be over 200 pounds for like 24 years of my adult life, right? And the reason I chose to be is because I never accidentally ate anything, right? Right. So you know, somebody like takes something and shoves it in your mouth, and if somebody is like, okay, like whatever. But the thing is, like, really, with a kid though. That's kind of the situation when you're a young kid. You don't have any other options. You're getting, you eat what your parents put in front of you, you know? So, yeah. But that really goes back to the, you know, it's your choice. What yeah, are you eating? Well, and, you know, and sometimes people can't make that, that decision for themselves because they don't feel they're worthy of it. Is there some shit inside, right? But you, if you're a parent, like this is where I, you know, pull a parent card on you because, like, it's, you know, if you're a parent, you love your kids, it's going to get you. So you right. say, hey, you know, you're sacrificing your health and your overall fitness, to, you know, to not be here in your, your longevity of your life, to not be here for these kids that you so, so-called much you love, right? Like, why don't you be a better example for them? Why don't you have, you know, take care of yourself, have more energy, you know, be stronger for them in case you have to protect them, you know, that's some shit that may, might happen. You know what I mean? To be physically Absolutely. capable to protect I, 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 yourself I, for your children.
0: Yeah, it's, it's our duty, and that's why I like talking about it, and I think we need it needs to be talked about. It, it, is, it is our duty to be good role models for our kids and make sure that we feed them right. Um, here's the thing, like in our house, I mean, I, I can eat junk food, and I can eat a lot of junk food. So we just don't buy it because I would eat it. But if it's not in your house, you don't eat it. And I think as a parent, that's a good tip to just don't put that stuff in your house. Your kids won't eat it. And and in general, that goes for healthy snacks. I mean, I'm not a big snack guy. I don't. I I think that we we get too hung up on snacks. Now, um, I get it. There are healthy snacks. You know, maybe almonds or you know maybe beef jerky or something like that. But in general, we don't. If you eat, if you eat well enough. Um, you can probably eat one meal a day. That's what Sean Baker does. Um, that's pretty much what I do. I just eat beef and eat a lot of it. And I'm satisfied for 24 hours. So you don't need a lot of snacking in between, depending on your workouts and, and, and your lifestyle. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. I think uh, depending on the individual, right? You you can, if over time, if you're paying attention to what you're doing, you will find like you're, or you get a coach you know, and you structure your meals around your life, you know, you'll find where that fits in. Yeah. But, you know, because I coach your brother, like, you know, and, like, obviously, during bodybuilding prep, which is, like, you know, get peeled to the bone, and your brother has to work very hard for that. He works very hard. He's my hardest, probably, worker. I know that he doesn't veer off the plan. You know, he's, he's like a true savage. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, eating six to eight meals a day, You know, because the meals were small to assimilate, you know, um, keeping protein always, you know, available to the body. So we're not going catabolic. You know, those were the ideas processes there. It's not, you know, with the one meal a day, it's more of like a longevity with, you know, having the the fasting periods and things like that. So and now with your brother, we have him eat. um, I think he's in a six, eight hour window right now. You know, so we kind of do an intermittent fasting with him as well. So, I mean, yeah. it just depends on that individual. Like, obviously I, I, I do a lot of different modalities. I don't have like, you know, one way to, you know, it's not one way to skin a of cat.
0: It, it's gotta be individualized. Everybody's diet's gotta be individualized. And I try to give people um, different options about what's worked for me, what's worked for other people, depending on their lifestyle. And you gotta find out what works for you. Ultimately, eat real food, um, stick away from the, you know, stay away from the processed stuff speaking of that, I, I was in a store the other day. I was in a gas station getting gas and I was getting a um, one of my vices is protein bars. I know they're not always the best, but sometimes when I just need a little bit extra protein, I'll, I'll go in and I'll get some pro- a protein bar. And I was getting a protein bar and there was this, um, I assume mother and she had two kids. I assume that they were her kids. And these kids were pulling food off the shelves. One of them was like, probably less than three years old, he had a, a box of Pringles, the, the potato chips, and then he had some kind of candy bar in his hand, and he came over to take it to his mom so she would buy it for him. And I just think, I, I mean, she's letting the kids do the shopping, you know, and that that's just, of course, I got, you know, they learned that from somebody, obviously, <laughs> eaten, right? I mean, right, they, they knew eat- that. They already knew what was in
1: those boxes and in that bag. <laughs> exactly. You know, and the thing is, like I said, back to sweet salty fat. You know, and if you go to the primal brain and you just let the primal like be the primal man, like, no, you're not a man, sorry, you're just a primal animal. That's what you'll do. You know, if you want to take control of your life, you have to take ownership. Like the thing is it's not okay to be ignorant anymore. The thing is, like, you don't live in the same period as your grandparents, you know, as far as the food, the the nutrients that are coming into our body, right? Like I tell guys, just because a lot of guys understand the construction analogy, and too, like we understand, like the body is our temple, right? And so it's a temple that's being built and torn down, 365, 24 twenty four seven. Yep. So and there, the lumber that is being utilized is your food, It's things are things you're ingesting, right? That's your yep. lumber. Things you're ingesting through your mouth, basically, and how it's broken down. Protein is the wood. So if you wanna build new structure of like actual tissue, you need protein. That's why protein is the most expensive macronutrient. That's why it's the hardest to get. That's why they're making sure everybody go to vegan. And, yeah. and like this man, dude, don't even start those beyond meat, beef stuff. Like I picked up <laughs> a thing of it, you know, just looked at the back of the ingredients, Horrible. right? You look at the back ingredients. I had a uh, a type of fatty acid, de-esterified, esterified fat. I was like, what? I've never even heard of that. Had to look it up just as bad as trans fat. Okay, so you're you're selling a trans fat. You had to put trans fat into the grocery store now. not only to go to Burger King or McDonald's to get my trans fat. I can just buy some, some fake ass meat, some ground up yep. vegetables and add it. They add it to it.
0: Well, and let's face That's- it, I mean any anytime you've got to make something to mimic something else in food.
1: I mean, you don't need to add in a trans fat. Basic, uh, something that has the same effects as a trans fat—that's a toxin. You already know that. That's true. It's it's like you're and you're putting into something that people are consuming. Like that's shame on you, bro. I'm sorry. Like no. And 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 you gotta
0: wonder. You gotta wonder their motive. I mean, seriously.
1: What is the motive? Their motive is to make people sick. Like if you if you want people to be strong, you tell them to eat meat. Like I'm sorry. Like it's not about a um. Like I understand if you're against it because it's. uh, you know what's the term I'm looking for here? Like you're just, you're against your heart. Like you just you just don't want to do that. Yeah. But like yeah. as far as nutrition wise and like building up a strong human body, it's it's proven. You can't deny it. You can look at the bones, you know, bones of carnivores versus vegans. Uh, like my, I've, I've my ex girlfriend when she got her boobs done. The doc's like, "Yo, you're not vegan, right?" He's like, "So I won't operate on you." And like, what? Like, yeah, because you won't, your scarring won't heal correctly. You won't. The dude had a chick, her boob, her implant fell out, just fell, fell out of the incision because she's a vegan. Because, you know, yeah. and like everybody tries to say, look, you can get a lot of protein and this and that. And the other thing, And like, protein and peanuts, like they're like a protein source. I'm like, hmm, you're going to get like 85% fat, like, sorry, sorry, 70 some percent fat, whatever it is. It's, it's, you know, these aren't it's, protein right. it's sources. Not the same. You know, and that's why protein is the most expensive macronutrient, followed by non-inflammatory fatty acids and fatty acids and healthy fats, you know, like the, you know, coconut, virgin coconut oil and stuff like that. But you look at the cost of things and like find you look at what it costs the most and they generally have the most nutrients, you know. But yeah, going back to like, you know, eating out people are lazy and they get lazy cuz they're tired so you're it's like it's like a downward spiral you're going to get fast food cuz you're freaking lazy and you're tired cuz you have no nutrients coming in cuz you're eating the shit fast food all the time rather than stopping twice a week maybe and making some meals and it doesn't have to be like you just need to eat six meals a day like some bodybuilder you could do like three maybe two even and add a couple protein shakes just to keep it simple for you maybe buy a non-fat greek yogurt you throw a little bit of whey in that mix it up you know so it has a little bit of flavor, you know. It's it's something that is simple, like that's very very cost effective. But you just have to figure it out, you know. You have to like take ownership of your health, and if you can't figure it out yourself, you can hire a coach. There's plenty of them out there, you know. And it's like it's a game changer for people, right? You know, because when once they get that portion of their life in control, they can get a lot of other portions of their life control.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, so as we wrap this podcast up, Matt, um, what do you have a passion for? Passion
1: for helping like dudes, you know, that are basically get to that point where they're like 30 to 50 years old. And they're like, you know, looking back, and looking down, they're like, damn, I got a big old belly now. And I used to have like six pack and I used to, you know, be a fit guy. And I don't even know what, where to go from there. here. You know, people that want to get better, but just don't know how to get better, helping those guys, you know, take to the next level. Make to get the best, you know, the best version of themselves. You know, because it sucks to be it sucks not to be firing on all cylinders, really. Yeah. You know, and and going back to real quickly to the, the analogy of the construction site and the food and lumber, then you have hormones too, and that's something we you know is very important nowadays. Is talking about hormonal balance and what you have on board there, because a lot of times you'll get on on a good track and you'll get all the lumber right, lumber coming in but things aren't happening like it's supposed to be. And then that's where you have to look at your hormones, right? Your testosterone, your estrogen, your cortisol, your insulin, you know, looking at your blood sugars, yep. things like that. So those are things important to And those were helps to have a coach too. If you're doing things, they're doing the right things and you're stalled out.
0: Well, I love that analogy of contractor house construction, um, because I tell my patients about that, you know, um, you can have all the right structure, i.e. the right proteins and things like that, um, but if you don't have the contractor directing where everything goes, um, and the contractor is is, is hormones, um, including testosterone, but it goes both ways. You can't have just testosterone and not have the building blocks, not have the wood to build the house, and it's going to work. So you still need to eat well, whether you're on hormones or not. And of course, you alluded to that. True.
1: Sure. Uh, but the hormones are are mandatory. Like they're like so. If you have a, a improper hormonal environment, and you do all the right stuff, it, it won't happen. Um, but if you have like a you know super psychological hormone environment, and you do the wrong stuff, it, things still will happen. Like I'm not saying it's the right way to do things. I'm just saying like you'll have a lot more of the workers on For the job sure. side that are yeah. For sure. So that's uh, that's not where you need to be. You need to be optimizing you know I believe guys need to optimize their hormones talk to doctors look at HRT look at those things like that so optimize their hormones You know, so they get to a more youthful state nothing that's like off the charts but you know but yes de- definitely I think um, hormones uh, you know they can uh, be a, a uh, more of a what's the word I'm looking for here they they have more of an impact
0: per se like as far as right well and because for one thing not everybody has most people don't you know as they get older especially don't have um, enough hormones but let's face it in america most of us have enough food You know, (laughs) you know, basically we're over, you know, we're probably overfed, maybe undernourished, but overfed. So you're right. The hormone balance thing is very, very important. So, Matt, as we wrap this podcast up, is Instagram the best way to get a hold of you if anybody has any questions for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is the best way.
0: So here's your Instagram page. Um... Matt, I really appreciate you being on today. Um, our goal of this podcast is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. And you've helped us realize that goal. So I really, really appreciate you being on, Matt. Um, thank you so much for, you know, inspiring others, um, being a role model for your kids, and and just telling the truth about about dad bods and obesity. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Shane. Sean,
0: sorry. You're <laughs> welcome. I get that a lot. Even people that don't know I have a twin brother, I get that a lot. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. People that don't no, even no know for- I have a twin brother will call me Shane. It's weird. And he's been called now Sean.
1: For, now for two years, I've been working with your brother. So it's like, you know.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of good things to say about you. So thank you, Matt. Cool. And thank you, listeners and viewers, for tuning into Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Monday, we are working on getting Jennifer say. Jennifer Say was the second-in-command at Levi Strauss & Company down in San Francisco, and she got fired for basically telling the truth about kids not being able to go to school and the government locking down schools and not letting kids go to school. So we're going to have Jennifer Say on our podcast Monday. I don't know the time yet, but tune in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham to find out more. Thank you for tuning in.